Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello everyone, welcome to part three of the Stompcast. Grace and I have had a good old stomp. It is quite chilly, it's a nice day. We've taken a moment for a breather. You've done amazing, yes. we've, walked, we've been actually stomping away, haven't we? We have, we've stomped. Are you proud of yourself? I'm so proud of myself. I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of us. <laughs> we've, been, we've been out there moving our bodies and it's good for the we mind, have. isn't it? Yes, it is. It's very um, important for like stagnant energy mm. to get it out, dance, mm. walking, mm. swimming. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, screen therapy. I mean, people see people think uh, I'm joking when I say that, but screen therapy is a thing. Famously, Steve Jobs used to drive to the hills of Hollywood and scream um, to let out. I think it was the Hollywood Hills. I might be making, might be embellishing that part of the story. Abby can check. Uh, <laughs> but he used to scream to kind of let energy out because it can be stored. And, and we talk more about, about like things like trauma being stored as yeah. well. So in in the last few years. What has been part of, like, I guess self-care often means kind of a maintenance sense, but what is part of like looking after yourself and, and how do you tie that in with the other things you're doing? You know, you've, you've joined Insanity now, you know, as I say, you're an author, you're, you know, right within columns, you yeah. produce content, you're, you're doing a lot, let's mm. be frank, and you also you have a family. Yeah. So how, how do you do that? How do you manage that? Uh, I don't. Uh, and is that some... the honest thing? Is it, yeah. is it, is it still learning to find Yes, that? what I've learned is that everything cannot be 100%. Mm. Um, and I find when I'm focusing more on my work, I'm less of a present mother. Mm. When I'm focusing more on the kids, I can't work as much. Um, and we've kind of been told, oh, you know, women can have it all. You can't. Mm. Um, and there's a balance that you have to learn. And, and the, the juggle is a struggle. But I think I try to look after myself as much as I can, I have a great team. My manager, Natalie, who's just stood over there, um, is really good at telling me I'm going to say no for you mm, because mm. I will just go and do it because I am a go-getter. You know, I'm working class. And I think it's kind mm. of instilled in you to grind and to work hard to kind of achieve mm. things. Yeah. Um, but I can't always do that. Mm. So I do try to take regular mental health breaks where I won't be on my phone for mm. the day. Um, I do like having a massage and I see my chiropractor um, and therapy helped massively. So before I got ill, I had a therapist and he's the same one for afterwards. So he's seen me through it all and he was my safe space to crumble mm. because as a mother and as a partner um, and someone who is quite career driven, it, you can't always crumble mm. and therapy was my space to not have it all together mm. and I desperately needed that to cry and scream and lose it mm. and I will forever be grateful for that safe space to do mm. that because it's a privilege mm. it's a privilege to be well and it's a privilege to get well after you've been so poorly mm. mentally and physically so 
I try and simplify my life when things get too much. Mm. So, you know, drink more water, get more sleep. Mm. Very basic. Mm. But actually, those are the things that really work. Do you know, if you could bottle everything you just said there and just put it in a pill, we'd fix it. I should be a doctor, Alex. (laughs) You are. You're healing people right now. It's such a profound way of putting things. That kind of, yeah, wow. That, I mean, literally, if we could, we could make a lot of money if we could just like pill what you've just said and sell it. The I victory mean, juice, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, it's an interesting thing when you look at um, like expectations of society. And I think it, it is fascinating that we're in a, in a and I'm, I'm saying this in a, as an observer and I'm just listening and hearing. People talk a lot about like, you can have this, that, that, that you know, in modern life. And I think that's attributed a lot to, like I say, motherhood, career, and this, all those things. But actually, in a lot of different ways, like people say, you, you know, you can have, you can work, you know, three different jobs and hustle on social media and be really fit and in shape and perfect, whatever. And it feels that we're in a world where you, so everyone's trying to have everything. And yeah. I do kind of wonder sometimes, like, at what cost? What is yes. the cost of trying to have everything? And, and can you truly, because I, I honestly look at, you know, I'm not comparing my, my experience at all, but I, I look at myself sometimes, I'm like, I'm trying my best to look after my mental health and I'm aware of things that I've been through that, that affect that. But I'm also working very, very hard. And like, there's a, an anecdote that I heard recently is that kind of thing of like, as you climb a mountain, say Everest, it becomes lonelier at the top. But I think often that is used as an idea of success and achieving, like, oh, I don't know, real whatever. But actually forget that obviousness of like, oh, becoming really successful, wealthy, whatever it might be. I'm more thinking about like, if you're trying to say, for example, make a difference in something, mm. or you really want to um, achieve something in your own life, the further you push and the harder you push, the more things get dropped off along the way. Yes. You know, that's people or other parts of it. And you end up stood at the top being like, I've achieved this, whatever that might be. It might be that you wanted to start a yeah. billion dollar business, or you wanted to learn, I don't know, you wanted to become a musician, or whatever it might be, or you want to camp, you're an activist, you want to kind of achieve this law or this thing yeah. that's changed. But, what is the cost sometimes? Yeah, and then and is you it do worth it, it, and is it is that it? Often, like I've I've achieved a lot in my life, but it's never felt like it's enough. I do one thing, okay, what's next? Mm. And that was one of my lessons with getting ill: is that suddenly, what I needed to do was walk, mm. and I've gone from being so able-bodied to not being able to walk, and that is a lesson in itself. Mm. Is that it's quite a humbling experience to be so hyper independent mm. and not rely on anyone and mm. I'm fine doing it by myself and I can do this and I can do that and I want to do this to relying on everyone around mm. me. And it's kind of like, it does actually make you think perhaps the, the anecdote, the problem with the anecdote is the fact that why are you trying to climb the mountain mm. yourself, isn't it? Why, why aren't you doing things and sharing things amongst others and like do you really need to do everything do you have to be everything for everyone and do everything Mm. and you can't be it's so it's the ego telling you you know you always need this you need this buy this consume this and actually life is very very simple but we live in a society where we are it often feels like we're just kind of walking around with our heads Mm. in the clouds and everyone's in pain, everyone's suffering, everyone's mental health is completely awful mm. because we've forgotten as a society that, like, in order to connect, you have to be intimate. In order mm. to be intimate, you need to be vulnerable. Mm. And people hate being vulnerable. 
It's very true. I mean, if you look at like, we're talking about men's mental health and, you know, I've started, I created with uh, a group of um, experts and and men um, uh, uh, this app, Metal, and the idea is that it's a men's mental fitness app and we're trying to get men to see that vulnerability is strength, that self-care is strength and that part of being successful in whatever parameter you want in your life is actually about working on yourself and getting others help as well when when you kind of need it and it it kind of I think that when I think about that issue of all the struggles out there it does feel that so much much of it comes down to people either finding it hard to be vulnerable or or finding it hard to kind of share those problems and of course there's a whole conversation about like what provision there is and there should be better provision for things and that's I guess a pretty obvious thing to say although important but like you actually have to, within yourself, be happy to be vulnerable and be able to share what you're carrying. Which is hard, because I think as humans, we carry a lot of shame. Mm. I carry a lot of shame. Do you? Um, yeah. Why do you carry shame? Shame shame with what I've been through. Mm. Um, childhood trauma, mm. sexual violence, a lot of things that have happened to me. Mm. It's, I think... As an adult now, you know, you look mm. back at your inner child and you need to blame someone, mm. so you often mm. just blame yourself. Because um, you talk very openly about experience of domestic violence, of, I mean, survivorship, really. You survive yeah. so many different things, and it's really, as someone to kind of hear of those things, the last thing I would think of is the word shame. Really? For you, for you. yeah, because yeah. you think, because, but it's interesting that that's what. I think I hide it well, though. I think I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm very, very good at um, hiding how I feel because mm. I've had to from a very young age to keep myself safe. So it's a natural thing for me mm. to a trauma response. Yeah, right? is to carry safety. on. Yeah, trauma and safety. Mm-hmm. How do I survive? Yeah, and surviving for me is very, very easy. So I woke up from my coma, FaceTime my therapist, and he said, "I'm not even surprised that you survived that." I'm not surprised. That's what you do. Did they actually say yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's how I feel. And he was like, I know. Because surviving for me is is very, very normal. Mm. It's what I do. It's living. That's yeah. the challenge for me. Mm. And that's what I'm learning to do now. And I know that I can mm. survive. I've done it again and again mm. and again in different capacities. But learning to be where my feet are, which is what you posted on Instagram mm. today, I saw that. Mm. Learning to be where my I love feet that are. Oh, so do I. And just be here is is the lesson for mm. me. So looking forward then, I guess, and thinking about, because you said that you're working on trying to get the balance right, I guess, what does a happy, let's not say that, I'm not, that you're not happy, by the way, but I'm just saying if you were to picture happiness, mm. what does that look like for you, including everything? What does that look like? I'm barely working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working smart, mm. but not hard. Mm. Um, and being present. Mm. That's literally it, very simple. It's to be able to be present Mm. uh, with my kids, with my family, a nice long hot bath, me time, solitude. Mm. I really Mm. crave that as a mother. Mm. Um, But also just quality time, Mm. people that I love, that's it. So that in mind, what what is next for you in the kind of next, what what, what are you you working on at the moment? What are you prioritising first, Mm. personally, professionally? Like, what does that look like now in the next kind of, you've got a new chapter, the new team of insanity and and so on. Yeah, what does that look like? I think I'm in a transition stage. So Mm. I've come back from mat leave. Mm. 
My youngest is now one, so she's getting a little bit more independent from mummy. So I think now I'm able to get my teeth stuck into new things. Mm. There's a book in me. Um, there's it's book some, number three. Now, yeah. yeah. Book in me. There's some documentaries, I think, in me. Mm. You must do a documentary. Yeah, and I really this, want which to... Which I know you've done. You've yeah. Done but I really think there's something I'd love there. to watch it. Love to watch it. I've listened to this, and I'd now even more want to watch yeah. it. Yeah, um, you've got too much to say. No, yeah, no, too much. You've got lots to say. <laughs> too much to say to fit in the stunt cast episode. Is what I mean. And I really want to do some stuff around the ICU. Mm. So I woke up from the ICU, and my hair was matted. Mm. There wasn't um, hair care for my hair type, being a woman of colour. Mm. So I really would like to do some stuff around the ICU. Mm. And for I hair think care, be amazing for to black do. people, because mm. um, I shaved my hair off, mm. I was bold. Um, it's obviously growing back now, but because that was traumatic. When, because when you're in a coma, you are. I know this sounds obvious, but I think you know, unless you've worked in that environment, it's not an ignorance at all. It's just like, you, why would you think and know that? But yeah. you are unable to care for yourself. I know that's obvious because we do all these things each day. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a coma. You can't care for yourself. No. And therefore, every single aspect of care, from the most basic things, literally like, oh, imagine wiping your face or whatever it might be, you're not going to be doing. No. So if you're not able to do it, it won't be done unless someone else does it. Yeah. And during COVID, it was mental. So of course, mm. nurses weren't going to prioritise, mm. you know, brushing my teeth or mm, mm, brushing mm, my mm, hair. But mm. yeah, like, I remember waking up actually and then saying, you're surprisingly clean. <laughs> Because they were like, we usually see people that have been down for so long yeah. look can can look You're like they need a good wash. Hygienic person. And I was like, well, I'm a Virgo, babes. That's 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 who we are. Um, You're surprising. So yeah, things. definitely want to do some work within the ICU or the NHS to change. Mm. I think at our policy mm. level, you know, mm. I want to go in. Um, I think you, I've got a funny feeling you'd get it done. I think so. <laughs> I think so. If, it's, if anyone's taking bets on it, I'll, gonna, I'll, put, I'll yeah. definitely bet on you. <laughs> and travel the world. I, I want to show my, my children yeah. the world. Um, uh, and that's it. Does your experience make you question like that kind of... And I'm careful to say this because 9 to 5 is an optional thing for the vast majority of people mm. for obvious reasons. But, but if you look at it broader and like a social construct thing, do you find that like 9 to 5 life and like living to work, do you think that... Is it... It's do you awful. find that an odd way? Like, because when you hear stories of this, you kind of think, like, oh, it makes you... We have to work to live. And, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, you, you, you think, well, well, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. And, yeah. you know, we need money to, to live and all that kind of stuff and to feed and to look after our children. But it does make you question to what extent is mm. that in the wrong direction? Like, how do we get people, you know, you know support people and get people to a position, as many people as we can, so that they can actually do more of the living. Yeah, that's, so that, that's me. I, you know, I, I went to performing arts school, mm. so I was very much in the public eye-ish from a very young age. Yeah. Um, you know, worked in a shop, worked in a children's care home, worked at a domestic violence centre. Like, I have done a lot of what people would say quite difficult jobs. Yeah. Um, and done the nine to five, and I think it's all about how you want to live your life mm. and there should be options available. Mm. But it's really hard and there's a lot of pressure on us as a society, but actually that we need support, mm. we need policies, um, the government. We, there's just so many factors mm. for humans mm. to, to live a 
a well-balanced life. And a more option, because because options are, it shouldn't be, but options are a privilege. Massive privilege. And it is that point of like, because I'm doing this master's in public mental health, health, but the foundations lie in in like public health in general, really. And it's that point of like, equality, yes, but equity of opportunity, Mm i.e. like, are we giving people the don't have opportunity that things are stacked against them for whatever reason are we giving them the opportunities they need in the proportional way you know giving mm-hmm. them to get people to a position where actually we should all really we should ask surely as humans we should strive to get to a position where everyone has not only the basic needs met which yeah. at the moment we're not really doing but also that people have options because humans like that's how creativity comes that's how we see the best of humanity is when people are able to choose their passions yeah. to follow their nose not doing yeah. things that they have to and so many people just have to do things they don't want to mm-hmm. do and people that are privileged and have made it out of mm. whatever you know difficult time mm. they've been in are giving back because it has mm. to trickle down somewhere um and the legacy you want to leave. Like, I don't want my children True. to struggle at all the way I have mm. um, and create that generational wealth for them because I haven't got any of that. Mm. Um, you know, I, I have nothing, really. Everything that I have, I've had to go out and get for yeah, myself. Um, and that's been really, mm. really, really hard. Um, so I think that's what we strive for then, I guess. It's that humanity, we need everyone. We should get, give everyone opportunity and options. Yeah. and and make sure that we're looking after everyone in society. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's been a phenomenal chat with you. I've, I've, like, chat, conversation, everything we've gone into has been incredible and profound. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Can we finish off with our health fact of the week? So I'm going to read yeah. our little oh. health fact of the week. <gasps> um, and let's have a look and see what we've got today. Yeah? My hands are cold, so I'm going to have to go, oh yeah, come on. <laughs> so our health fact of the week. So studies have shown that a baby's heart can synchronise to match their mum or dad when they're together, but not with strangers. In fact, the heartbeats are even more synchronised when a parent smiles at the baby. And it's not just biological parents either. This matching of the heart seems to be linked to emotional connection, showing that a baby can form the same attachment with caregivers and adopted parents too. That's a beautiful fact, isn't it? Oh, I believe that. Don't you love nature? No, I seriously, I can't. Yeah, that's too much for me. It's incredible, isn't it? Even thing that I always say is like, you know, um, you know, when the babies are born, the fact that the, that a baby will inherently root, it will look to, to attach the nipple, and, and so, those kind of things, like those facts, that kind of, how is that possible that that baby does that? Well, you know? when I when Cypress came into hospital, mm. thank you. Um, so I'd been in a coma for three months. He mm. think he came in the March April time. He tried to root. Mm. So he knew I was his mum. Because mm. I was, I had this fear that he won't know that I'm his mum. And he knew oh, they know, yeah. I was his mum. And then when I gave birth to Kamiko, she was on that boob straight away, mm. having a little Don't suckle. Don't you think that's phenomenal? It's just absolutely 
phenomenal. If you want to see, like they call the marrow reflex of like when you sit a, a baby up and we, what we do is we, we drop the baby back in a controlled fashion to check that they, they reach their arms out to yeah. grab. It's like, how does a baby know how to reach out and it's grab? Just... So how does it know to stop itself falling? How does it even know that falling is going to be an issue? It's like, it's just... When you look at that stuff, it's like, who's told that chap? No, but listen, you, you will <laughs> love this. You will love yeah. this, right? So I'm living my life. I'm with Cypress. And he is just being so weird with me. And I'm like, what is going on with you? And he's like, baby. And he knew I was pregnant with Kamiko before I knew. Yeah, it's, it baby. honestly makes you think, doesn't it? Baby. Uh, and I was like... <gasps> That's crazy. They know. They honestly, children are so close to God or whoever is out there. Mm. It's unbelievable. It's amazing, isn't it? Unbelievable. Well, thank you so much. And I've absolutely loved this. And uh, yeah, I, I really can't wait to see what you do next. And yes, you definitely, I, I, I think you definitely, A, you need to make a documentary on that intensive care. And also, I think, yeah, you should, yeah, you, use, your, use your voice because it's amazing. What you have to say is really powerful thank and people you. will listen for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone that's joined us on the Stompcast. We'll be doing a reflection. Gosh, we need three behind the Stompcast episodes to reflect on all the stuff we've talked about today. We'll be doing that on Apple Podcasts, so head over there to have a listen. Take care and look after yourselves. Um, this has been a very powerful conversation. If you're affected by anything we've talked about, check out the show notes and things. Also, um, you can check out Hub of Hope, which provides a huge amount of different resources. They signpost resources uh, that are available on multiple issues, including things like PTSD and and so on that we've talked about. Take care, everyone, and goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.